Hold on to your butts, and welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. I'm Mitch. I'm Murph. And I'm Jonathan. And today we're going to be discussing Jurassic Park <laughs> and the Valley of Guanji. <laughs> yeah. I think we should start with the Valley of Guanji, just because it's older. It's like the original idea, I think, for what these movies were sort of like based on. Mm-hmm. At the very least, maybe what the well, book was based on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I know that uh, I know that Jurassic Park had a book. Yeah. And whatnot, so that's what this movie's based on. Yeah. Yeah, written by Michael Crichton. Yeah, the, apparently it was a pretty good adaptation of what was in there. It's a good one. Uh, I'd say there's a couple of things that were left out, obviously, because that's what happens right. with adaptations with movies. But everything that happened that was supposed to happen is in the following movies. Right. So this is the first time I've ever seen the Valley of Guanji. Same. Like literally like an hour ago, I finished watching it and I don't know why I've never heard of it. It's a, it's one of those cult cowboy movies. It was, I didn't know what to expect watching it, but I got to say the stop motion animation in this is still pretty impressive. Yeah. It's good. It being from 69. Like, (laughs) you know, the, I think, the scene that like really did it for me was when the little kid was getting picked up by the fucking pterodon. Right. So was that just like two stop motion animation things that they were moving? I think what it was is they had a kid like whole, like getting picked up by a fucking crane. And <laughs> yeah. then I'm not even joking, but then like I the was most watching, unsafe yeah. workspace. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe after that it was, uh, I was looking into it. It's just claymation with a, a little kid. Yeah. As a fucking claymation to- uh, doll. Oh, I thought so. Okay, yeah. yeah. Once it's he's like really way. high up, I was pretty sure it was like a little clay doll. But at one point, yeah, you could tell that there was like this harness that was designed to look like the pterodactyl's <laughs> feet, just holding him, and that was pretty funny. But 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 let's go let's go all the way back to the beginning. So so what is the story even about? Because it's really not that complex. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. simple. No, it basically comes down to these people capture a tiny horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh Well, it, he doesn't find out about the horse until a little bit into the Yeah, but in the beginning they have the tiny horse in a bag. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. The Valley of Guanji is Apparently just this guy is like running out of the valley and then they're like, "Oh, what's this?" cuz there's this weird horse noise coming from inside this tiny baggie. And then you kind of just don't know what's inside at least until later in the film. But it was still it was it was funny. There was there was moments where I was like, this is really funny. But it also had that like 50s, 60s, like really cheesy lines. It also had that like uh, 50s, 60s um, mystical woman that knows too much and yeah. tries to warn people <laughs> all of the time. And it's always uh, it's always supposed to be a quote unquote woman of color. In this case, it's, it's a white lady dressed in like brown face. Is it? Yeah, it's like hell. She's hella painted. Like if I, you didn't even, I didn't even see. That. Yeah, there's. Then some... again, I watched it on an iPhone. So, oh wow. <laughs> Just on your phone, like, uh, um, no, yeah, I was looking at all the peoples, and uh, there's quite a lot of people in there that were just like painted brown. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, it's that's what they did in those studios because they didn't want to hire anybody for these kinds of things. The only ones that I think are like officially like people who were probably Spaniard or Mexican was like the flamenco dancer and whoever was playing the music at one point, but other than that, and maybe Carlos, but he's he seemed kind of white. Richard Carlson is our main actor. Yeah. Uh, playing, I forget his name. Tuck. Kirby. No. His last name's Kirby. I thought Kirby was the professor. Hmm. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but, yeah. But Tuck is the main character. And what else is he in? 
Uh, we talked about yeah. Richard Carlson a little bit when we did our episode on the creature of the Black Lagoon. He plays David, the main character, in that as well. Um, so a thing about the 50s and 60s uh, cowboy reels, I saw a very extensive video about the cowboy reel not too long ago. And it was discussing that America was just used to cowboy movies being your white hero saving uh, a pack of people of color. And, and <laughs> yeah. your, your villains are very black and white. Your good guys always wear white. Your bad guys always wear black. Oh, look, he's racist. He kills people. He's no, the bad guy. I was saying the same exact thing to Justine while we were watching it. I was like, why do they put every Hispanic person or person of color in these films? They're always in black. Yeah, it's, and to, then, it's to show off. Like, yeah, and it's bad re- people. Yeah, really simple, like, color. Um, what's the word? Symbology. To be like, yeah, evil versus good. But although he, was, he wasn't, like, the nicest dude. He was like money hungry, basically the whole. He movie. was very money hungry. <laughs> but, um, Capitalist you were, as you fuck. were right though. It's Tuck Kirby. Yeah. So the thing, the thing about the cowboy reel was uh, America was getting TVs in the fifties. So yeah. they were just like, okay, we're gonna make cowboy movies, but these are gonna be watched with kids and everyone around the TV. Right. So we have to make these very Appealing. not that violent, very nice. Can't have cigarette, too many cigarettes. Can't have too much alcohol and all that crazy crap. Try to dumb it down and make it somewhat family friendly. Not a lot of blood and all that. I don't think anyone was smoking in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't. It didn't happen. No, I think about it, which is odd because these are like this is the time when everyone was smoking in these films. Yeah, and it's like, and it carried on into like the eighties when you'd have smoking in space and shit, like uh, Alien. (laughs) And they just like they they have like a throwaway line for why they can do that. They're like, thank God for having this thing that lets us smoke in space, and then like they never mention it again. But I mean, this movie did well. It like has like a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it like, I feel like it made some of its money back. So it, it was like pretty popular at the time. It's one of those cult movie things, and like I was saying with the Cowboy Reel, uh, it was this movie and Blazing Saddles. Everyone has to talk about Blazing Saddles when they bring up the shift in tone with cowboy movies. It, a right. lot of people say that Blazing Saddles killed the cowboy movie because uh. it's just parodying it to its like dumbest degree i mean i don't know what they were expecting it's gene wilder isn't it yeah yeah so it's like he was he wasn't gonna take that super serious yeah but the thing is with with that and the valley of guanji you know you have oh you're fucking your your bad guys and you're fucking right your your evil people of color and this is just like nah fuck you this movie, these guys are going against dinosaurs right this movie reminds me of like when kids play with all of their toys together and it's like, yeah, I've got cowboys, I've got Indians, I've got fucking uh, dinosaurs, I have, spaceships. I've got like weird spaceship things, like just all of it comes together for this weird film where they're like fighting against these dinosaurs, and like at like, they pretty much like win, like they don't really have too many losses except for fucking Carlos, the only guy who dies, the guy who like bare hands wrestles like a bull and then takes down a pterodactyl. <laughs> You're like so <laughs> hard, he like fucking snaps yeah. his neck. Yeah, he just fucking snaps yeah. his neck. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? It's uh, like whoa. One of the funniest scenes is in the beginning when that guy uh, Tuck goes back 
and the bull like almost runs him over and then fucking Carlos just runs out of nowhere and like manhandles that thing and then she runs to fucking Tuck who's on the ground like oh my god are you okay I was like what the <laughs> fuck like this is the weakest white man I've ever seen on film like this is bullshit I was like upset watching it it was really funny um it should be said though that Valley of Guanji's the special effects and stop motion were made by Ray Harryhausen the legend himself oh shit um behind behind many great films such as uh well he worked on the beast from 20,000 fathoms and if you don't know that one it is the precursor to Godzilla yeah um <laughs> earth versus flying saucers 20 million miles to earth is pretty great the seventh voyage of sinbad is another one he's known for and my personal fa- uh, two favorites uh jason and the argonauts and clash of the titans those were some powerhouse moves mm-hmm. for himself um I mean, he's behind all the stop animation. Yeah, for all the creatures. The Hydra, the fucking one-eyed Cyclops, the giant skeleton fight at the end of Jason and the Argonauts. Like, the fucking Kraken, Medusa, and the the dire wolves. He does all the stop motion with that with Claymation, and, like, he does it in such a good good. good way. Like, for it being as old as it is, what, the 60s? How old is this now? 60 years? Uh, this is 69 when this movie came out, but he's been working since the 50s. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like... So, like, uh, let me see. Like, 20,000 Fathoms was the first thing that he did visual effects for. That was in 53. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's totally enjoyable. Like, it's... For what it is, it's really fun to watch through. Um, you get, like, weird 50s, 60s acting where, like, at some points, I think they were just mouthing their lines because they recorded the audio separate. Yeah. And then at other points, it's, like... <laughs> The noise just didn't make sense. It mm-hmm. was like it sounded like the dinosaur sounded like dudes just screaming into like a can. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part is when, uh, like, he goes to talk to the girl in her like changing room. Yeah, and it's so obviously badly dubbed with like some girl that she's trying to have a Spanish accent, but it's doing a horrible. Yeah, job I didn't it. really understand what they were doing there because I couldn't tell if they were trying to give her an accent or if they just wanted clear audio, and so they're like, "Just mouth your lines, and we'll record it later." Well, the guy is actually speaking. He's he's not dubbed over. Just the woman is. Okay, so it was just her. I I noticed it too because it's so odd. Because you're like, this doesn't match what you're saying like, yeah. at all. So let's let's talk about the horse and let's talk about the, how this movie gets going and right. Everything. So we've already we've already talked about how a guy like escapes and they find this little horse and then you get introduced to like this circus or I don't know it's what to a call rodeo. It. It's like a rodeo Wild West show. Yeah, and they have people dressed up as cowboys and other people as like Native Americans or Indians as they'll call them in some of the other scenes and then. They kind of just showcase them like going around the country. They say it's in the Rio Grande, right? Yeah, it's in the Rio Grande, but it's obviously Mexico. Right. It's well, it's supposed to be, but like my only gripe with it was that most of the stuff in there looks like it's from Spain. I mean, they even have a flamenco dance, which is Spaniard. Like they don't do flamenco in Mexico. I was wondering if the <laughs> cathedral at the end of the movie was a real thing. That I was wondering about that too. It looked like a very elaborate set. Look like a giant fucking giant cathedral, and I was like, yeah. dude, I, I kind of want to see what that looks like in person. <laughs> what if it's just a miniature? It probably is. Cause it crumbles by <laughs> the end of the movie. Superimposed in front I mean, of them. I mean, I mean, when the cathedral's burning down at the end, yeah, it's totally. super awkward looking because it's just like it looks like they just have a flame like set up behind it. Poor dinosaur got roasted. Yeah, poor <laughs> Guanji. 
So, I mean, they they bring the horse, you introduce to the rodeo, right. you find out that they're going to use the small horse to be doing acrobatic things on top of a horse. So, well, they're trying to pitch like a, a new show. There's a few things before. He sh- Tuck shows up to, to he shows up after having left the main girl character. I forget her name. What is the the main female lead? A lot of these characters are very forgettable to me. I I didn't have their names until the very end when they showed like their names and them like walking across. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, but so anyway, he shows up and is like, "Hey, uh I came over here to like buy your horse because there's a good seller for the horse." And she's like, "No deal. I'm not going to sell this horse to you." Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So it's uh Gila Golan is TJ. TJ. Oh, that's right. Her fucking name is TJ. So yeah, so Tuck shows up to TJ, which apparently they they were together at some point, and he does have a wedding ring on, which is kind of weird. So I'm like, is that your like? Did you guys get married, or is he married to someone else? Oh and my had, like, bad. A love affair. James Franciscus is Tuck, and Richard Carlson is Champ. Uh, Champ so, is the older dude, right? I think so. Yeah, the one who's like her boss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. And then uh, she doesn't want to make a deal with him, so he just leaves. And is like, all right, all right. Well, like, well, then we're not going to do that. But then comes back after that, after like one of the shows to figure out, which is pretty funny because she jumps from like the top of a platform into uh, like, I don't know, a big bucket of water with the horse. <laughs> and when it drops down, you can tell it's just somebody shoving like a claymation thing off <laughs> <laughs> off of a miniature into into water and then it cuts back to her like in the water with it was really horse. funny yeah with the horse it was really funny um and yeah and so that's what, like he's trying to convince her to sell the horse so that they can both get money and they can like stop traveling around yeah he wants to settle down in like uh fucking midwest Wyoming, america Wyoming or something like that Yeah, just some dumb fucking cowboy place they're so weird they keep breaking up and and then making up like five minutes later uh, over like over greed yeah over greed and then like well yeah at first it seems like he's a greedy one and then she was like no we gotta like take the show on the road and he's like but i thought we were gonna settle down in wyoming and she <laughs> was like what the fuck i'm about to make this money <laughs> uh my favorite character in this is lope the little kid right yeah he's yeah. pretty fucking cool he reminds me of the kid from uh indiana jones who's <laughs> right? just like really smart at everything he does and like has been helping him for a while and he's helping the professor there and he's like oh yeah that's one of my clients and i'm like that's hilarious because he's been <laughs> helping him so long now he's like yeah 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 i always take money from this guy <laughs> so it was just like he was even hustling the guy at the beginning where he's just like oh hey like you know you need help you need anything like that and he was like well no and then he's like all right where's the stadium he's like well if the price is right i'll tell you well he's like you're gonna need a horse and well i could sell you a horse i could sell you a guide i don't need a guide i don't need a horse oh where's the stadium it's two miles out you're gonna need a horse and a guide yeah (laughs) gets him and he's just like yeah that's uh, gonna be 10 pesos for the horse and he's like and five for the saddle (laughs) on top of whatever you're paying and then he's like you know what i'll help you out buddy and he's like my favorite part is when he looks at lope he's like you know what they say lope the first million's always the hardest. <laughs> There's a lot of weird lines in there like that. And it's pretty funny. So the circus is going on. They they do the horse thing, and then the you're really gypsy, gonna have to the gypsy woman quote unquote is like really suspicious of Guan the just like the Valley of Guanji. If you take from it, curses will happen. Upon yeah, the people you're not that supposed to take you. anything out of there. She's very reminiscent of most of those blind seer characters that you see in like so many other things. You get like big like King Kong vibes from this as well. Yeah. Don't take from the secret valley the big monster from it or anything like that because then bad things happen and 
whatnot. So then they successfully <clears throat> natch the horse, and they're going to go take it back to the Valley of Gwandi, the, mini- the minorities of, of the group, by the way. And yeah, so it's, it's a big all, chase the, to get all the people who are with that lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, who are like, all right, yeah, we got to go. But, but the professor kind of put them up to it. Yeah, the professor, I think, wants to study it. Yeah, well, yeah, he's mainly wanting to just study it and not, like, showcase it around. But he does want the, like, scholarly community to respect him. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to get, like, knighted for this. And he's trying to get the little horse back. Or he's trying to get them to take it back so he can follow them to the valley and figure out where, like, possibly there might be more. But the thing is, is that there's mainly just dinosaurs, <laughs> not more little mini Which horses. is pretty fucking awesome when it, when it hits. I'm I mean, pretty sure they straight up copied a scene for this for Jurassic Park. When the T-Rex shows up and, like, bites that dinosaur. Like, through, you see it, like, kind of, there's, like, an overhang. And then, like, they're, like, they're running away. And then the T-Rex shows up and grabs, I, I don't know what it is, a stegosaurus. Oh, like a, oh, wait, is it, like, the one on two legs? Or is it like a no? no it's, about, it's look. It's almost like a triceratops, yeah. but it's more spines. Like I'm pretty sure they copied that exact scene for Jurassic Park when it like pops out of fucking nowhere and grabs it. Oh yeah, near the end with yeah. the raptor. Yes, exactly. Goes, yeah, and then the T Rex shows up, and he's supposed to be like the king of the dinosaur universe. He's he's the fucking star. I of mean, the movie. he eventually that that same T Rex in Jurassic Park, or at least one of them that's very similar, fights that crazy new dinosaur in like the third movie in Jurassic world. Uh, no, that's not the same one. Oh no, not that one. I'm talking about like from this original first movie. Yeah. This is the dinosaur. This is the T-Rex that shows up in Jurassic world to yes, fight yes. the new dinosaur yeah. and succeeds. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking kills it. Yeah. Hard. And it's uh, I can't remember her name. The, the redhead girl who is like the main person. Her in, name's Claire. In, in Jurassic movie. World? Yeah. Her name's Claire, and she's uh, played by Ron Howard's daughter. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. And so she's the one who releases the, the T-Rex and is, like, running away with a flare in her hand to, like, lead him out. In fucking heels. <laughs> yeah. In, like, high heels. It's ridiculous. That movie was sick. We should talk about that some other time. But I'm pretty sure they copied that scene. And, Makes sense. And then they were, like, because it, it had to be some sort of, like, paying tribute to something like that. And there's so many similarities in these movies, like them wanting to control like this giant creature, which you see in like Jurassic Park and King Kong, like they fucking drag them back in chains all the way back to wherever they are and try to showcase it. And of course, on the first show out, they fucking break loose and then just go rampaging everywhere. Even when they did it in Jurassic Park with uh, the second movie where they bring them, I think they actually said they were bringing them to uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious yeah they're like running through the streets like it was legit all right yeah no and that's the thing we should the thing is uh jurassic world or sorry uh what is the movie called the lost world the lost that world one. was the second one that yeah. was the one that had that but the thing is the second jurassic world movie yeah opens up to leave it to interpret not interpretation but the next movie after this it's going to be a world overrun by dinosaurs Right, yeah, because it keeps happening again. Like, no, they are out in the fucking public. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they get off the island. Yeah, they get off the yeah. island, and the little girl lets them out of the mansion in that movie. Not to mention there's that giant, like, sea creature. Like, there's multiples. The the Mosasaurus. That's fucking huge. Yeah, it's, like, gulping up surfers in that one shot. Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> All right, but back to Guanji. <laughs> we could go on about Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is awesome. It has yeah. so many funny scenes in it, and, like, even Mitch just said a line from it right at the beginning. 
where Samuel Jackson's like, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and it, it's, and it's funny because he's smoking too. So it's just yeah. like, it's they're always smoking in that scene. Mm. And he All has like a big ashtray full of it. Yeah. He also says that same line in uh, Kong Skull Island. He does, huh? Yeah. I was just like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You're not clever. It's because he always he plays himself in everything he's in <laughs> with only a slight modification. Nick Fury is really just uh... Man, Nick Fury was badass <laughs> in fucking Kong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically an Avengers fucking lineup. You got uh, Captain Adrian... Marvel and Wait. Loki as well in that movie, oh. as well as the, uh, the agent from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that movie, too. Wait, what? Yeah, and the, Kong the guy, who, the guy who plays Loki is in that. Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah, he's in that movie. Who the fuck does he play in that movie? He he plays the the main guy, like the main white hero that fucking grabs the sword and kills all those. Oh, maybe. Lizards. Oh, that's right. Maybe I was just mixing him up with uh, what's that guy's name? Adrian Brody. I kept mixing him up with him. I don't even think he's in that movie. No, he's not. It's just, you know, they look the same. There's some, they're like a white dude with black hair. What do you want from me? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I digress and move back to the plot of, what is it? <laughs> <Valley> of <Wadi. laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I don't really have too much to say about this one. There wasn't enough for me to really analyze or dig into. It, with was, it. it was very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Really simple. And I don't know if that was really a, a strong point for this film. No. Um, because I mean, I really, you're going to watch it for the dinosaur fights Yeah. and you're going to watch it for Which that are pretty aspect. legit. Like, yeah, they're good. It's ones. a long fight between you, them. You get a couple. Yeah. You get a good amount. There's Styracosaurus, is that the Tyrannosaurus? Uh, not Tyrannosaurus. The Styracosaurus is the the spiny um, Triceratops looking yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, was that supposed to be a T Rex? Nope. It's something it's else, Allosaurus. right? Allosaurus. Okay. Yep. So it's a, like a smaller ish version, right? Um, The thing is, it has its fucking arms. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, and it is a slightly smaller. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was probably like 10, 12 feet. Yeah. They're able to uh, wrap it with with uh ropes for yeah, a good just amount rope. of time yeah that was pretty funny though because it's just like a scene where cowboys are just roping in a fucking dinosaur yeah it, it, <laughs> and they like they did it like they figured it out and i was like man this reminds me of of watching the the jurassic park movie when they show up on the island and start roping shit up yeah that's why i was like oh wow all right yeah it's the they, same concept um, what is it they got that scene done by actually having a pole in the middle nice. and then ray harryhausen just fucking molded over it oh with footage damn so like they made the pole i don't know how they did it but they made it so it was edited so the pole was not there but all the lassoing is on a pole yeah in real life i figured yeah they're they were pretty good at acting like there was shit actually there like i was never a moment where i was like this looks ridiculous but like they were really responding and they were committing to those falls like that dude looked like he hit his head on the rocks when that horse rolled over him. I was like, fuck. I was like, that guy looks dude, like he actually got the hurt. Fuck, the horse like fell on him. Too, yeah, that's like, why I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, that guy probably got hurt doing that scene. We got the Triceratops looking thing, finding the Allosaurus. We got um, the Allosaurus fighting an elephant in the Coliseum. Yeah, exactly. For like, a good couple seconds. And like they were actually like hurting each other. It wasn't like he was just eating the elephant. Like that thing was actually fighting back. Yeah, there's a lot of surprisingly for this being a family friendly movie, quote unquote. There's a lot of blood and whatnot from the two from the two dinosaurs. Yeah, they're like like, like a decent amount right. for the time period, anyway. One of the funnier parts was uh, when they're like shooting the rifles at the dinosaurs and nothing is happening, and then they get to the fucking cave where they're hiding out. They're like, "Dude, this is 
they're blanks. Why did you put blanks in these rifles? And he's like, well, I'm not supposed to like know we're going to run into some dinosaurs during the middle of our circus show. Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you want from me? It's a circus <laughs> show, my God. Yeah. They're still popping them off at the dinosaurs. Yeah, like, and they what? kept shooting them, and they were all blanks. So it was pretty <laughs> funny because they never had a chance to actually shoot a dinosaur. Then they, they have to go back to the primitive past, too, and uh, they're, the guys are absolutely heated with each other trying to – each other over yo the that was great he was like yo you're a fucking horse thief and he's like what blam and just fucking punches yeah. him immediately yeah, right? like, how dare you suggest <laughs> such things he he did not hesitate to punch that guy in the face i was like yo this is this is it this is how you do it he was like what the fuck did you say and just went bah, <laughs> and took that fucking guy down they, they bring out the spears and it, it's really fun it's just yeah it's, it was definitely a fun movie. It's fun. Yeah. I bet it's fun to watch with kids. Like they probably freak out and watch the something thing is like with, that. With the fifties and like sixties and seventies, somewhat, you have a lot of dinosaur movies. This would fit so well. Like if you made a movie now where it was set in whatever time period, you could put this on the TV on there. But you could totally just play this movie on the background of something. Oh and yeah, like, just leave it on the TV, like one of the old school TVs. Oh yeah, here it's uh how I describe this movie. It's one of those Saturday uh, matinees, screaming dinosaurs. Yeah, just just like so if I were a filmmaker, I'd put this movie on in the background. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably gonna keep this in the back of my head until I make something and just do that. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm sure I could just I don't know. I I may need permission from Warner Bros to do that. But it's just one of those cult movies old. where it's just like, hey, there's that fucking there's that one dinosaur cowboy movie. Or you could just <laughs> make something weird like they did in Mandy and made the like goblin shit. With the macaroni. Remember oh, yeah. That? yeah, Cheddar Goblin. The fucking yeah. Cheddar Goblins is throwing macaroni on these kids while they're flipping out at the table. <laughs> Just like, yes, throw the fucking macaroni on 70% me. 70% more cheese and shit. That was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all I got to say is it's it's good stop motion. You're yeah. not going to find anything it's great. It's short, too. It's like an hour and a half. You're not going to find anything great plot-wise. It's short and sweet and gets to the point. It takes a, a good minute for dinosaurs to come in. Yeah, about, about half, halfway. Halfway. But when it reaches that halfway point, shit goes down. There's a lot of fucking fighting. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of stuff going on. You're, you're going to watch this for the novelty factor, for the stop animation dinosaurs, for the fact that there's cowboys versus dinosaurs. And <laughs> you, it, it's a very, like, like classic, like, old school kind of American sort of deal. Yeah. With the cowboys and everything. So, but it's it's... I was I was a little underwhelmed to be honest, <laughs> but there's some funny parts in it though. I definitely recommend watching uh, more Ray Harryhausen films though. Yeah, twenty uh, Beast from Twenty Thousand. Oh Fathoms. yeah, gotcha. That one is perfect for anyone that likes Clash giant of the monsters. Titans Clash of the Titans. <laughs> That's and a fucking awesome. Jason movie. of the Jason and the Argonauts have my heart as like my childhood movies. Yeah, you, I had used a, to play those on TV all the time. I had a double pack oh, for like yeah. DVD. I would just watch that shit all day long. Uh, there was a specific channel that used to play movies like that sometimes. Ooh. And I, I remember watching it because my grandpa used to watch it at his house. And so he would turn it on and it'd be on the TV when I was really young. And this is definitely the time when like you could just sit in front of the TV and your parents weren't going to bother you much. And then you got a little older, and they were like, don't fucking sit so close to the TV. <laughs> and then look, I ended up with glasses anyway, but whatever. <laughs> But it's just one of those movies that ended up being really interesting because they were able to like go well beyond whatever genre they were trying to represent and just combined dinosaurs and westerns and everything people like to make this movie. And I'm sure it was popular for anyone who watched it, like parents and their kids sitting down to watch it. 
I'm sure enjoyed it. And this is also sort of the end of like when there was like monsters and creatures in movies and stuff. They're they're moving towards something else in film. They're moving towards people. Yeah, they wanted like stories about people, drama, things like that. So no one was really into the into the monsters the and the westerns. All the creature features happened already, and then you would get a resurgence of it in the eighties. Yeah, and pa- and parodying will always be a thing. Yeah, totally. As well as uh, what is it? Um, when you add more darkness to a tone, just more. Oh yeah, it's more serious. Yeah, and take they, it they to jeez. Forgot what serious was for a second. <laughs> well, they did. Yeah. yeah, they make it a little bit darker. Jurassic Park definitely gets into the point of like they're really like the dinosaurs are dangerous. Exactly. That's and the thing. like people will be killed and like ripped in half and shit. Like it's a lot of stuff that'll happen. Yeah. I didn't realize how violent Jurassic Park was until I watched it like again recently. I was like, oh, people actually get like hella eaten in this movie. We should probably just start talking about that. Well, yeah. So definitely go go watch this movie because it's worth it. And it's pretty funny, regardless. Hour and a half, maybe go drink and it's get like an high hour or something. 15. Yeah, something or like that. If you can't do that, just start at the halfway point. Yeah, fuck, start at like forty minutes in, yeah. and this is where the dinosaurs show up. You'll you'll be you won't have missed much yeah. in the beginning there. Also, there is some points where you're gonna have to be like, oh, this movie's kind of racist, but it's like time period. But it's like it was made in the late 60s and they were not doing well <laughs> with all of this aggregation and racial you can't like, expect progressive ideals in well, older like, movies all you the watch time. movies from like the early 40s up until like even the mid 80s and a lot of it's going to be racist but prior to that and then after that is when things got a lot better which is weird because like prior to the 40s there was like all of the early 1900s all the directors were women and they were really good like, there was, like, crazy amount of film that were really good for that time period. Like, I think the movie Queen Christina came out during that time, which is, like, one of the most progressive movies I think I've ever seen. And it's, it, like, in black and white. Is that the one that you're telling us where they're just, like, I saw the queen with 12 men? Yeah, yeah. It's, night. like, I heard the queen slept with 12 men. And then some other dude's, like, 13 men. And then they all cheers and say, long live the queen. So, it's, like, they didn't give a fuck. They were, like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome. So oh, yeah, I yeah, know it's yeah, that was a really good movie. They had a whole bunch during that time period. So go if you've never looked into older movies, go check out all of the earlier films like pre 30s cuz this is before they had all those rules where like you can't have like smoking, you can't have sex, you can't have booze, like all these rules that they came up with because people were getting really Christian and Catholic in the United States. So they put all these rules and regulations on the film. It was really lame. But that's a whole different thing that happened during film. And so Jurassic Park to me has always been kind of one of those films where everyone's watched it. Yep. And you've always watched it probably when you were a kid. Like that's probably the first time you saw it, whether it was on TV or you went to the theater and saw it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the theme song is heavily engraved. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, you also can't forget there. the cast, like Jeff Goldblum. No, all of them, like every single one of them in there. All the people yeah. in it were really memorable for their roles in the film, and it's just like it's such a good collaboration from so many people to make that movie. And then it was like Spielberg before I feel like he was starting to get to the point where he was kind of a dick. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, but you have to like Spielberg. Spielberg has clout. Yeah, he's got serious clout. He knows how to make good movies. So yeah, this, this is well this into his blockbuster career. Yeah, he's he made was, some yeah. fucking hits. By this point, he was like, uh, he was writing off of like four other movies. I think he had made that were like just blockbuster hits. Jaws, E.T., everything else yeah. in between. 
and I'm pretty sure he slept with everyone's mom in this room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom can confirm. I'm just uh-huh. messing with Oh, God. The dude, just, the dude just has a cloud of clouds Just has fucking him. children everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like the, That's his plan all along. He's going to get all these children to help him make film. I'm sure your moms are wonderful people. I'm, just, I'm just messing. Wait, so how did you so guys watch would it? Would my mom be bad if she, if she had slept with Spielberg? <laughs> is that what you're trying to imply here? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> just talk about his clout. Oh, He's got clout, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, so Wait, does he actually write some films, or does he just direct? I feel like he just directs. I'm sure he has like some writing credits somewhere, but a lot of the time, yeah, I he think has a ton of executive producer. Yeah, and I don't know credits. if he's ever like written a whole bunch of stuff. I think he really just is been the director and like the sort of guide for the rest of the film. He was doing that one. He, it's not a good movie, but that AI movie that Kubrick was trying to make. Oh, that's right. He was. He had to like try to grab hold of that and try <laughs> to finish it for Kubrick, just for because it was his friend, you know. Well, uh, yeah, that's true. But I guess it's just because everyone sort of knew Kubrick as like a really hard person to work with, because he always wanted things such a specific way. Interesting stuff about Jurassic Park is that uh, Michael Crichton actually helped write the screenplay for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, along with David Cope. It's probably why it like translated well. You've also got the classic composer John Williams, who did the uh, yeah. who did the uh, music. Um, let's see. Basically, oh, the guy who did all of Star the, Wars. The uh, the budget for it, however, is the gnarly bit because it was sixty three million. It clocked in on box office at one point. 30 billion <laughs> like they fucking made their they made bank off of this off of this he film. probably spielberg probably could have quit making movies after that yep because he made so much money from yeah. from that one film that's ridiculous uh, i have not read um it, 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 you can compare jurassic park to the book a lot because there's some themes that are yeah. discussed in it and whatnot such as like the idea of chaos theory yep the idea of you know should we play god or not yeah, and they talk about it in the movie as well. Yeah, like multiple they have times. several scenes yeah, about it's it. Good little tidbits of philosophy and whatnot. I, I've read the book. Um, and I got to say, there's something in Guanji that actually comes up in the fucking in Jurassic Park, the book. Oh, what is it? Uh, so the first thing that uh, Dr. Hammond makes is a pygmy elephant. It's, oh. it's an elephant the size of a pug. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. We need to market this, market this, sell it, and get yeah. it going. And they're like, yeah, the only problem is it only lives up to be, like, three weeks old. Oh, and then it's, and it just dies. It dies. Oh. So, but it's adorable Shitty. while you have it. And that was the thing. There was, like, the tiny horse in Guanji. So, like. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So they started with that, but then they're getting into genetics. And then they're like, right. hey, we could just tap into Amber and get fucking dino DNA. I love, I love that explanation where like they're like on a little ride going around and it starts explaining to them how they get the blood from the mosquito and then they fill in the little gaps in the DNA. It honestly makes sense. Well, apparently this is like they're pretty accurate. Like they weren't too far off when they were explaining all of the science for the movie, which is kind of funny because it's like it's meant to be very sci-fi thriller and it was pretty scientific at some points. And the fucking animatronics still make it like worth watching so much oh, yeah. later because it looks real i mean some of it some of it's cgi too if i'm not mistaken uh the giant yeah. dinosaur cgi like when he comes in that's yeah. cgi and it fucking yeah. holds up but it holds up really well it. yeah it's kind of weird to watch it so many years later and be like man this still looks really fucking good <laughs> for well, such an old film gallimimus have not aged as well the ones that run oh like, yeah in the valley not right, as right. much 
yeah, it, it just looks somewhat awkward to see the the creature running. But then you get a much more serious scene in Jurassic Park where it's chasing the jeep. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. you're like, oh fuck, like this yeah. thing can go like sixty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, it. I I really I enjoy Jurassic Park a lot though. It's a really good movie. It builds up really well because it opens up with the um the well it opens up with them with the, the uh, most horrific scene in the movie yeah probably. really though yeah where they're trying to transfer the raptors into the cage the velociraptors that's, right. that's where it opens and then i guess that's a very famous line yeah yeah it's Shoot-a! pretty great because like gatekeeper you got one guy going up there and everyone's just like oh fuck it's this guy's turn to do his job yeah opens the gate and the thing uh hits it and the dude falls gets on the just ground enough space and yep. just gets fucking pulled around the corner while you hear these fucking these organic dinosaur sounds that they made Raptor themselves. noises. Yeah. And honestly, like you, it's they're so going ingra- to yeah. be ingrained into your head for your entire fucking life. Uh, I don't think anybody else attempted to make any other noises like this for other films. Uh, the only thing I can think of that makes weird noises is like an alien mm-hmm. when the xenomorphs make weird noises and like, growl or click or whatever they do yeah. kind of like the predator does in some movies yeah or or like you know you got godzilla's classic like roar yeah also is yeah another one. old like the loud ass roar it's fucking great it's like it's a good way to start it like lets you know how dangerous everything is that they're doing and like definitely foreshadows a lot of people trying to cage these dinosaurs and not succeeding well like it's just the first scene they're like no this is not gonna work and then uh we get off to the lawyer discussing that yeah discussing that the family of that person is going to be suing dr hammond because the person died on the job yeah and the guy everyone kind of looks over this but he says like dr hammond isn't here he's helping his his uh daughter with a divorce and that's why his grandparent or his grandkids are at the fucking park yeah because she's trying to deal with the door she has no time for fucking yeah kids. i don't think they really explain a whole lot about this but that's the, that's a big part of it <laughs> that's a big thing that's looked over yeah uh, like, that plot went nowhere and like if you're really paying attention it adds up yeah yeah exactly and then and then he goes and finds the uh the two main characters like at their dig site like they're like digging yeah up john dinosaur hammond bones. does yeah he comes in on a fucking helicopter and is pretty Fucks much up their whole site. The dig. Yeah, but we're, we're we missing have to talk about yes. the greatest scene where the where the snobby ass shit face kid is decides that he's going to talk shit on the so Velociraptor. Good. He's like, just looks like a giant bird to me. Yeah, exactly. What's so scary about a giant turkey? <laughs> and then he explains why like the claw is so dangerous. This is the best part. So he's like, so you're looking with your peripheral vision at this Velociraptor. And it, you think it moves like the T Rex. If you don't move, he's not gonna he's not gonna see you. But what you don't realize is the two other raptors on the fucking side of you that have been looking at you for the last five minutes, and that's when they get your fucking innards. And, yeah. And just, oh yeah, you're alive when this happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're alive when they eat you. <laughs> is basically what he gets at. And then the girl or his uh, his girlfriend, I guess, is just like, "You're gonna be great with kids." Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want those. After, like, scaring the shit out of this little kid. And he's funny. He's, like, this little short kid with curly hair. He's kind of tubby. So it's just, like, the he just had to scare him. And it's cool because they're using, like, sonar to look into the ground. 
Yeah. They're like putting these explosive charges into the ground and then it'll show like a map of the area and they find like this entire skeleton for the raptor and that's how they get into that conversation. And he actually has one of the raptor claws on him. So he puts it in his hand as he's explaining what it can do to him. And then in like they show the raptors later and they do exactly that. Yeah. They like are hunting in a pack and it's great because it's people in suits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like people in suits running around chasing yeah, it, them. It's like a blend of animatronics and yeah. CGI for the Raptors, but mm-hmm. they're they're super great. Like probably the Raptors are one of the best parts of the movie too. Yeah, easily they're they're one of the most terrifying parts of it. Like that uh, and the smaller one that spits out that black stuff and yeah. just fucking ruins that guy's day. Dilophosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> Dilophosaurus. That's probably one of my favorite scenes yeah, too. It's so funny. It's so it's like act so cute and innocent at first. Yeah, and, but it's also like really creepy because it's just kind of staring. At yeah him. then it opens up whatever it's like on the, the side of his head yeah 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 <laughs> yeah when when the fucking side the side actors pull the strings it's not as fun huh <laughs> yeah so um, so what happens after he talks to them he's basically like i need your help right uh no he's basically like i just need you to come over here oh that's right to approve the park to approve of the park and they're like well we got a lot of work to do i don't know about that yeah, yeah. we're gonna Fund your dig site. Oh, <laughs> For the next, like, two years. <laughs> the next yeah. three years. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah like, oh, guess, you should have said that. <laughs> like, here's the thing about archaeology. You got to have funds to do your digs, and they are expensive as fuck. It's in the hopes that you could find specimens yeah. and could sell them to the highest bidder at a museum. Well, it's such a great bit because they're digging up dinosaur bones, and he's going to show them live dinosaurs. So, he like, he knows how good this is going to be to have them there, but they don't realize what they're walking into at all. And just takes them over in a helicopter, very flashy. And find that's when you find out that there's other people he's brought to the island as well. We've spared no expense. <laughs> and then this is, I think this is when they get into the helicopter and Jeff Goldblum is there. Yep. As a, uh, what's his there name? Is, there is Dr. a part, Malcolm. I, there, there is a go. part I believe that happens just before that, where you've got, you've got Dennis, the, the, the big hacker man that's right and they meet up at the little restaurant yeah and then they talk about his plan to steal the embryos <laughs> yeah. from the park which basically. is funny because it's in the bottom of a, like a barbasol can which has like shaving cream yeah which i think he filled with like actual food like uh like whipped cream and it's also a moment where he's like oh you know you can't say shit like that and he's like look look he's sitting here see nobody cares <laughs> he's like, yeah. nobody cares about you look it's, it's dodson everybody yeah. it's dodson that the, guy is funny um Dodson had a bigger, a bigger part in the second novel, from what I know. But oh, okay. The thing is, with this, um, this is where like you kind of see a little bit about Dennis Nedry in a little subtle scene, right? Where he's just like, "Here's like Dodson's paying him. Here's fifty mil or whatever. You'll get the other half a- after you collect every embryo. Yeah. Uh, Twelve embryos could fit in here. If they're dead, no money for you. And he's like, "Okay, I'll take care of it." It's kind of crazy. The bottom like opens up and then you can put these little vials into it. Mitch and I just saw a really subtle scene though with Dennis. Oh yeah. Where he's about to, he's about to leave and his bill comes and he just stares at Dodson and is just like, don't cheap out on me. Dodson basically makes him pay his bill after receiving that huge chunk of money. There's so much stuff about Dennis that I'd never noticed watching the movie before because I I didn't I don't think when I was younger that I fully understood what he was doing. Right. But you don't realize like how trashy this guy is. Like when you see his desk in the movie, there's all this trash around the yep. ground around it and like his desk is just filthy. It looks and- like a World of Warcraft player's desk, just full <laughs> of fucking sodas just- and cigarettes. <laughs> 
I like when he pops up on the screen where he's like, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. You say the magic word. <laughs> and uh, then he's uh, like, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I hate this hacker bullshit. Oh, my God. I, I love the, like, the 90s interpretation of hackers. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Oh, when the little girl does it. Yeah, when the little girl That's does it. so the great because all stuff. she's doing is clicking. She's just clicking random shit. Yeah, exactly. Not even like really hacking into anything. She's just like found it, found it, and it's moving so slow. Yeah, exactly. All the menus. The best part is you're when you're doing fucking hacking or quote unquote hacking. If you were using a computer, you're using the mouse more than you're using the keys, most likely. What for for hacking? Usually you're going to be coding, so you'll probably yeah you'll be using keyboards more often actually than the mouse. You'll be like tab tab shift enter yeah because you have to enter command prompts for most of the things that you're doing yeah. But the thing is, like, she had no prior background of you any could probably, of this. You she, could probably, well, no, they they mention it. They mention it earlier on in the movie that uh, her younger brother says to her, like, "Well, well, I'm out doing stuff. You're just in your room with your stupid computer yeah, all the time." They set it up with like one line. They set it up, yeah, earlier on. That's that she a, that's the thing knows with computers. this movie. A lot of stuff is just set up with one line. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's also it's very subtle. They set up things very subtly, so it's kind of you have to pay attention and you'll notice like where that came from. Right now, I think about it. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. Like it's yeah. it's just a whole bunch of stuff, and they talk about some really interesting stuff. I think one of the things we should mention is when Doctor Malcolm talks to. The other two archaeologists are they doctors or are they like doctors. what's their what's like their level of education? Doctor Alan Grant. Yeah, they're all doctors, yeah. right? Yeah, they're all yeah. yeah. They all so Doctor Malcolm talks to Doctor Grant about uh, the chaos theory, about how like this like what's gonna happen in this event, and then I think I mean obviously it's a moment for him to flirt with her because he gets to hold her hand, but it's like he shows her this like oh if I drop the uh, drop of water here like where's he gonna go like back over your hand or like off to the side yeah and then it goes off to the side and that's his idea is that not everything is determinable like everything in her hand like the way that her skin is shaped and everything like can influence these tiny variables can influence the course of events even if you expect them to go one way right and it's a big foreshadowing of the events that happen within the park um so dennis happens they bring him there and then that's when they do the jeep scene which is like one of the big mo- like money maker moments for Jurassic Park. Oh, because that's they... the first time we all see a fucking dinosaur like that on screen. Right. CGI dinosaur. Yes. It, for many people, it was like you've never seen that before. In in theaters and in like in the nineties, like that was. Well, they also had like thing. a giant animatronic head for the T Rex, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They yeah. Did. But I'm saying like the Brachiosaurus. Like oh, that, gotcha. That oh, that's part, right. That that is the first time we've ever seen. She's a CGI like freaking dinosaur. out over a, a plant that's supposed to have been extinct, and she's like, "Look at this! Look at the leaf!" And then he like grabs her head and turns it, and he's like, "Look!" And then they get out of the jeep There's and freak a out. Fucking dinosaur right there! Very the cool moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, like pulls off the sunglasses. That's great. Uh, which is really funny because they were probably just staring at a green screen doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like just being like, you got to just freak out because it's a dinosaur. Like it's a dinosaur. You've never seen it. You're an archaeologist. Like this is the moment. And they both get out and realize what the fuck's going on. And then it like the John Williams like amps up the music in this moment. You're mm-hmm. supposed to get like really emotional about it. <laughs> the thing is, I wanted to talk about the pacing in this record because this is a or yeah. sorry, uh, this movie because it is a movie that is perfect with its pacing. Yeah, holy shit! It does everything well and everything has a purpose. It also gives you like a breather after some action. Yeah, it does. So like, and that in that moment, he's just like, "How did you do this?" Well. 
let me show yeah, you. Yeah, let's me show you. Let and then takes him into the lab. <laughs> it's fucking legit. It's like it's a it's just basic film to have good pacing. Yeah. One of and my favorites though is yeah. when the little uh little raptor is born and like it's a little animatronic coming out of the egg mm-hmm. and he's like helping it, like opening up the shell and everything. And then this is when they're like, Wait, how do we know that they're like not breeding outside of this? And they're like, Oh, all the fucking dinosaurs in here are all female. And then fucking Dr. Malcolm's like, well, how do you know? Are you, like, checking under their skirts and shit? Like, what? how do you know for sure? And then they, they explain all of the genetics that they're doing. They and explain then, that it's yeah. spliced with uh, frog DNA. Yeah. So, Well, it, this is a good moment, too, because Malcolm is like, what? No, like, life is going to find a way. Like, you guys can't just suppress something like this. And, like, really starts getting concerned about how they're doing things. And it's such a good, like, warning to everybody else watching the movie. Like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of them basically, like, are amazed by it, but also, yeah. in a way, they're worried as yeah. well because it's a big it's a big deal. And that's when uh, Alan Grant – what species is this? Right. Uh, Velociraptor, just so calmly. Like, yeah, and he's like, you, oh, my God. <laughs> you bred Velociraptors. And then they go to the enclosure. <laughs> oh, God. And that's yeah. when they're introduced. Here, check out our main da- – oh, wait, no. They have a quick talk with the lawyer. Well, yeah, they're at dinner. And all uh, oh, right, this is when yeah. this is when the owner of the park is like, "What yeah. the hell? You're all supposed well, to be on my side." Yeah, and, like, exactly. The only one he's on like, my he's side he's is the blood sucking, sucking lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because he's there, he's there assessing the park to make sure that it's it's safe, and he's immediately trying to market this place. Yeah, he's like, ways. yeah, yeah. And then you have Hammond, who, which is interesting because if you if you've read the book or know a little bit about Hammond's character from the book, and like uh, it's he's a lot different in the movie. He's much more like. Oh, this isn't a place that I only want for the like, m- like massively yeah, super wealthy. Super elite. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, we'll have like a coupon day, you know, like when <laughs> the lawyer says that, which is just, oh my god, like you know. Well, it's they're awful. they're doing a great piece of commentary on all of the capitalism that was happening. Oh yeah, around definitely. The world. So they were like, yeah, this is exactly what would happen in this scenario. Yeah, they exactly. would like they would find dinosaurs and want to market the shit out of them. Yep. Which is funny because they ended up marketing the hell out of Jurassic Park after the. Movie oh, absolutely. Came out. <laughs> like I had like a little toy set that I would play with where like you could take apart like the dinosaur and like see the bones on the inside. It was mm-hmm. so weird. It was a weird place that now I think about it. Yeah. It was like, here, look at all the blood and guts on this dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they have, they have that entire scene where they're discussing yeah. it. And then that also gets into the, you know, life finds a way discussion in there. And then after that, they go to, they go to see the eggs and they then they s- go to the enclosure and then they go to the enclosure with the raptors in it. This which- is where you meet that guy. The, yeah, the Mold- Muldoon. What's his name? Muldoon. 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 Yeah, that guy. I like that guy so. Oh much. yeah, Muldoon is awesome. He's so ridiculous. Cause all he wants to do is just. Hunt. They should all be destroyed. <laughs> well, in the like, I don't. I think it's the second one where he's just like, yeah, I want to hunt a fucking T Rex because I want to. Like, yeah. don't ask me why. That's my payment. <laughs> and then it's like that. He spends his whole movie trying to hunt down a fucking T Rex just because he wants to be the one to take it down. That might be. You're trying to think about Lost World, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. Muldoon dies in the first Jurassic Park. Oh, I'm thinking of a different dude. He doesn't die in the book. He actually survives in the book, and he's a That's giant right. drunken asshole, apparently. And he, <sighs> well, like, he gets actually eaten survives. by the raptors later, he right? He fights yeah. a fucking T Rex. Yeah, he di- he kills it in the book. Yeah, he kill he he tranquilizes it, and then it drowns in water Fuck. afterwards. Right. Yeah, well, that guy sounds badass. Yeah, he's but he's apparently like a giant drunken asshole. And then, um, if you don't know, in the books, um, John Hammond dies. Oh, yeah. 
he dies and he's also kind of an asshole and like is hella trying to market this park and everything and like oh like bypasses tons of security protocols to make the park work yeah and things like that so that happening so in the book he dies but in this one they make him a lot more like i don't know like sympathetic empathetic he's more of a charismatic like i want everyone to enjoy this because we actually uh fostered the powers of nature and we made it made something beautiful yeah so it's a much it's much different. So they they change some things around from the book versus the movie, of ha- course. Hammond dies in the book uh, by getting eaten by those little tiny chicken dinosaurs. That those are, in are the hilarious. Lost world. And he's like he's like screaming like, "Oh, you're my creations, and you're killing me! I love it!" And he's like he's like fucking stoked fucking that he's crazy. dying. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a much different like the tone of the of the book is going to be a lot different than the tone of this movie. Oh anyway. yeah, totally. But uh, they introduce the raptors. They lower a steer down into there, and then it gets destroyed. And I want, do they have to replace the harness like every single I time? Guess so. the har- yeah, it they just destroyed. get a new harness every time. Well, <laughs> I like I like I like this scene because he talks about how smart they are. Where yeah. they they started like testing weak spots on the fence by mm-hmm. just running into it. Yeah, and like seeing like oh is it like all of the fence electrified and like they were just testing all of the pieces and then they had to like start feeding them differently because they would just pull the guys into it. Yep. So it's like they're establishing how dangerous uh, all these raptors are. And so when they're actually out chasing all the kids and shit, you're like oh, I don't know how they're like surviving any of these scenes. Especially um, in the kitchen. Yeah. When they're like fucking hiding and there's like reflections all around. That was great. That's probably like one of my favorite scenes. That and like when they're running away from the T Rex in the Jeep and Jeff Goldblum is just in the back, like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> uh the uh after that I believe they start taking the tour around the park. Yeah. In the cars and they start realizing the cars have glitches in them. Yep. Things like that. So they're not exactly perfect. And even like the hackers gotta, and like, John Hammond are all the system while they're out. It. Yeah. There's no locks on the doors. Yeah. So they just run out. Like, what the fuck? There's no dinosaurs on this tour, by the way. And that's when Dr. Malcolm's like, hey, you're going to have fucking dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then John Hammond's just like, I hate that guy. They, yeah. I really hate that man. <laughs> um, they also do a lot of they like I don't know like the the hacker girl I, I always forget like the younger one's name, uh, but she's like always claims that she's a vegetarian and they make a lot of like vegetarian yeah, jokes. Yeah, they really do. He's like, "What's wrong, like kid? That. You never had lamb chops." Yeah, you never had lamb chops. Which is funny because that lawyer gets ripped in half. Like, yeah, which is great. He well, he's he's trying to hide in the bathroom, which is funny, and then the T Rex just breaks through the top of it and then just eats him. Yep. <laughs> the infamous water scene with the. Dun- Dun. Oh, yep, yeah. yeah. And it shows the water in the cup, like with little uh ripples happening. Yeah. I, I love the like the how naive this child is because they bring like the goat like pops up. She's like, what are they gonna do to the goat? Yeah. Like like you, you dumb fuck. Like, what do you think they're gonna do to the goat? Like, That's exactly why he's like, What's wrong, kid? Like, like, what don't you understand? Yeah. Yeah, and then um where's the goat? <laughs> and then the leg like falls on top of the uh falls on top she of the car. She has a great scream at that moment. Yeah. Where she just like looks up straight up and just screams wide-eyed and then that's when the fucking T-Rex shows up. Yeah. And then just breaks through the top at one point. Yeah. And it I mean it breaks through the cage because Dennis shuts down all of the systems so yeah. he has access to the no embryos. No more electric fence. So really like Dennis's part is really 
really important to the movie because he's the reason why all these systems get shut down and why it's a problem. Well, he wanted to originally shut everything down so that he could have access to the embryos. So yes. he had to reset the whole system to give him like five to ten minutes of a that. A fifteen minute window to yeah. grab everything and get to the dock. And so he leaves and they don't know where the fuck he's at. So his computer is like locked down until yeah. Samuel Jackson's character figures it out. Yeah. And, and then they like reset the system. And then there's the storm that's coming that hits the island as well. So it's literally just all of the worst possible things that could happen happen not this one particular moment. On one night. <laughs> a storm. This all happens in one night, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's all one night. A storm does happen in the book. Uh, it's kind of funny because in Jurassic Park 3, everything that wasn't in the book is put in Jurassic Park 3. Oh, nice. So you have like a Tyrannosaurus. I was wondering why it was so weird river. like that. You have a Tyrannosaurus going up the river and like chomping on a boat yep. in that book. And then there's also an aviary that they don't explain in that. No. But it's in the third movie. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck you'd yeah. even build something like that, but it, okay. Yeah. they. I mean, the book also has two Tyrannosauruses in it. Yeah. As well, um, there's like a bunch of other dinosaurs as well in the book. So they, I mean, obviously they have to they have to scrap some of it for the movie. I'm just course, saying, like, I'm just saying all the cool shit because you should read the book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go. You, there's I'm a part, read it. But like the end, near the end, before they even leave the island, they go into a, a fucking like underground burrow, and there's like an alien style scene where there's like millions of Velociraptor eggs. Oh shit! And there's like Velociraptors in there sleeping, and they're just like, well, shit. <laughs> That reminds me, what, what was it? Was it, uh, well, Aliens does it, obviously, but there's another scene like that in Prometheus where they, oh, like, yes. walk into this area and they're like, what the fuck is all this? And it's, like, that black ooze coming out of it. Yeah, so that that kind of shit. That sounds fucking terrifying to do something like that. It sounds claustrophobic, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are Den- Dennis fucks up because uh, he takes a wrong turn and he crashes his vehicle after receiving the embryo, he runs straight into the sign that tells him which way the dock is, and then he's trying to figure out which way it is and goes the wrong way. And his uh, his jeep gets stuck, and he's trying to get a crane on it, and that's when he's introduced to the Dilophosaurus that yeah. sprays fucking black ooze into his eyes, and he can't fucking do anything hey, after that. Hey, you want the stick? Here's a stick. Go get the fucking stick. Yeah. He basically stupid. deserves, like, his fucking death in the moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely no. He is he yeah. is absolute trash. And then the, <laughs> the little thing full of embryos just gets buried in mud, and yep. no one ever sees anything like that again. And then they, like, cut back to uh, who is the doctor and the two kids who are, like, run off into the into the jungle to survive yeah from the t-rex that attacks them the scene where the the car falls into the tree and they have to make it down the tree before they fucking like the car lands on them is still terrifying oh yeah no it's high i watched like, it i was really, like oh like, shit like that still scares sure. the fuck out of you watching it i don't know if either of you played the jurassic park telltale game it was like a point and click adventure as well as like oh uh, you i thought make, you're talking about the one you go you to the arcade choice, and you, you like choices. get a gun <laughs> You make choices in the game, and they reflect the story. Oh, shit. Um, like, but, choose your own adventure kind of thing? Yeah, somewhat. Um, but it is, I believe, canon. There is a second group that goes in and tries to pick up the Barbasol can oh. immediately after they figure out that he's dead. Oh, fuck. And they, like, almost successfully get off the island, but then they get derailed. You find out that there's a roller coaster on the park, <laughs> as well as an underwater fucking area where they that have, That sounds like, so scary. Trilobites and plesiosauruses and mosasauruses nope, and just everything. It. I'm it's already terrified fuck. of open ocean. I can't imagine these giant, like, fucking creatures in there. Like It's really it's really subtle because they're just like, oh, look, trilobites. How nice. And but you they, don't actually <laughs> know how big they are. And then you, like... 
they just see the giant fucking fish. Yeah, go know? by. Just, oh, God. But, like, something cool. You should play the game. Telltale is a dead company right now. Wait, so can you, do you have to, like, go download this game? Is yeah, it on a website? Yeah, it's kind of old. It's, it's, it's older. I mean, you can play it on most, uh, like, PS, like, I believe 4, Xbox 360, Xbox oh, One. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Uh, PC, obviously. I'll go look for some. Telltale like Games, though, is the one that made it. So. Okay. It's not one of those zoo tycoon kind of games. It's more of a click and do your own adventure kind of thing. And I guess it is canon somewhat. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the one. You you know what I'm talking about. Where you go into the arcade and you sit in this like vehicle oh, thingy. Oh, yeah. Pull out the fucking guns and it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to take out all these fucking raptors that are coming up to you. Fucking and then it's just. Cheese it, yeah, the yeah same, exactly. Dude. It was in fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Cheese was never the fucking same after that game. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. You would like stand in line waiting for that shit when like people have really had their birthdays and stuff there. I remember playing that fucking game. And then, like, I did. I remember watching one of. The, I think the second and the third one, I think I watched in theaters. Now that I think about it. And then I, I definitely went to go see Jurassic World in theaters. Hell that yeah. was legit. Yeah. And then I liked it. I liked the new ones, even yeah. though they're like. Jurassic World. I, well, cool. the reason why is because I didn't go for any sort of plot. I went to watch giant fucking dinosaurs attack shit. And that's exactly what I got in that movie. That's what you should expect with these movies. Yeah, like, they're not meant to be, like, too stor- – like, but they did have some returning characters. Also, it was cool to see uh, Chris Pratt as, like, this new badass character who, like, trains raptors. And, pretty rad. And they, like, end up helping him later on in the film. Like, that's all, that was pretty cool. I liked watching that. And seeing him on the, the motorcycle going through with the raptors was still cool. <laughs> yeah, it's because they also have this uh, heads-up display. And it's just, that's like – so funny. It's so sick because the uh, entire time that Chris Pratt is like he's their alpha. Yeah. And then they like uh, find the what kind of fucking dinosaur? Well, it's like a hybrid that they've put together that has the Raptor Indominus DNA. Rex. Yeah, that's what it was. So they find the Indominus Rex and they're like, "Hey, new kill, alpha, kill the dude!" And he's like, "Oh, that's the alpha, alpha." Yeah, and they're all just, new guy. It's just four screens looking directly at Chris Pratt. Yeah, because he's about to get fucked up. And Echo, dude, Echo gets fucking. That dinosaur gets blown up by an RPG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Holy shit! Jurassic right. World's fun. We'll, we'll have to talk about that another time because that one's fucking awesome. But what ends up? So they are pretty much like we have to get like off the island at that point. Yeah, well, they they have to resettle the systems, all the security yeah. systems and everything. To so get the fences back. You got up. Samuel Jackson's character decides that he has to go flip some breakers and he leaves to go do that. Nobody goes with him. Because, Nobody goes with him. Because screw the black guy in a movie. <laughs> Sucks. At the very least, he didn't die first. But then, okay, but, uh, here's the thing, though. Uh, the girl was like, you know what? He's been taking too long. I need to go. Yeah. And then John Hammond's like, it should be real. It really should be me going. And why is that? I love that moment. <laughs> She's like, we'll talk about <laughs> misogyny within high danger moments at another time. <laughs> she has like a very specific line and it's, it's so great. Cause she's like, wow, dude, like, are you trying to say that I can't do these things? Like you're lame. And then goes and does it anyway. And this is also when that bald guy gets, uh, he gets trapped by the raptors and it's the very famous line from the movie where he's like, clever girl. Yeah. And then gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she goes off, and is being led by microphone, yeah, essentially, or like a comm system, it's all the switches, essentially, to find all the switches. And then when she's in there, um, she's being chased down by raptors, and then like the the fun scene where the arm falls yeah. down. She's relieved, and then pulls oh. it away, and, and it's just it's, the arm. Yeah, and it's just the arm, and she's like, "Oh no!" And then yeah, and then yeah. Well, then that's the even when like the that. music cues in and is like really like intense, and she has to escape out of there and run all the way back. 
And so that's when they like they're able to reset everything. And then the, this is also when the doctor and the two kids are climbing that same fence. And they're like, yo, you need to jump <laughs> right now or else you're going to get shocked. And the kid gets shocked off of it, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, even like, but like, uh, but like the doctor, the doctor even like fucks with them now. He grabs it ah, and like starts fucking with them a lot. A point of, um, I would say a point of development for him is when he starts like becoming more endearing towards the kids, like holds their hands and shit. Yeah. He like actually like, like adopts the idea and like sort of like, I feel like there's a moment where when he drops the raptor claw he drops the the raptor claw that he has little fossil that he has and i think that's like a representation of him like kind of abandoning his work and wanting to like embrace like parent dumb basically kind of idea yeah sort of like that sort of like he has to change his priorities now sort of deal um and then it's found it is sorry what occurs is that the raptors can fucking open doors yeah, that's great. That shit's fucked up. That's when they're chasing the kids around in the yeah, kitchen Yeah, my and favorite shit. part is when you see this giant painting of, like, a beautiful scene, and there's a raptor, like, painted on there. Yeah. And it turns to the kids, and they're eating food. Yeah. And then you just see, like, a raptor silhouette behind it just come back, and they're like, yo. Right. She's eating jello <laughs> and shaking, which is yeah. really funny. So she's holding, like, the spoon with jello, and it's shaking in her hand. It's and fucking tense. Yeah, yeah, that's when it gets really fucking intense. And then they're able to, like, at some point, all pretty much get reunited. Yeah. In po- that building. kitchen scene. Yeah, and then they're, like, in the main place where that giant skeleton of the T-Rex is there. And it's great because the actual T-Rex bursts in. Yeah, I mean the the scene where they're all where the raptors are chasing them and like hanging and they're all like hanging on to separate parts of yeah. it and it's all spinning around and the raptors are leaping from one to another to try to get to them. Yeah, and then they get surrounded by the three, and then that's when like our, the T Rex shows up and grabs one of the smaller yep. ones. And then this they is all the scene I was that. talking about earlier from Guanji. Where yeah. it was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure they copied that scene because it just shows up and eats one of them well, and then just goes fucking ham on, on here, killing all of the, the raptors. Like, they didn't need to make a whole, like, what is it, two-hour movie? They sh- they just needed ten minutes because that's how much time the T-Rex is on fucking screen, man. Yeah, that's true. It I'm, wasn't I'm, very much I'm time. I'm just messing. It's such a good movie. But yeah. the T-Rex is on there for ten minutes, and that ten minutes that she's on there, fucking gold. Oh, that's right. Oh, she's yeah i was like for a moment i was like oh yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah that's right at first i was like how do you know oh wait a minute. he's right yeah, yeah they said it they yeah said that's it. canon that's canon. Uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> uh and then even like i mean the scene with it after it thrashes all the raptors and then the banner falls down yep. with it roaring and everything and then the whole like group of them get out and then um well uh, what's great is that this same park is the park that's in jurassic world when they're looking around on the islands, they're like, oh, this is like leftover from the original park. Yeah, which I I like because it is good fan service. But oh, like, I, for it, sure. It, I do understand like why you would leave that there. Just yeah. like abandoned amusement yeah. park. They like, were like, we're not, not going to fucking do this. And, and then they came it. back and rebuilt it. Yeah, I mean, I think it wrapped up really well. And then it, they, they end the film kind of where they started it. They're back in the helicopter, like leaving the island. Getting ready to make a sequel. And then, uh, and then right. the doctor says, Professor, I've decided not to endorse your park. Yeah, that's and a really they, good final line lean. from him. Yeah. It just, it wraps up really well. They also sure. show pterodactyls, like, flying away mm-hmm. in that scene, too. So you're just like, oh, they're going to, like, leave this fucking island. Yeah, but they have the, the lysine uh, deficiency within them is what they say. Yeah. So, like, in their water, they, they put lysine uh, inside that. 
and they could only live up to like a couple days without the dependency. Yeah, so it won't get very far. Yeah. But it is one of those again, one of those overlooked quotes that's only in one sentence. Yeah, like and many- it's important. <laughs> another another I think a scene that we missed was the scene with the tri- the sick triceratops. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's yeah. right. They get out to figure out what's going on with it. Yeah, He's like and, leaned up against it. And this is when you find out that um, it's not Grant; it's uh, his his partner, basically. Yeah. Um, where she starts like analyzing it and starts getting down on like like basically acts like a med student almost when she's analyzing it. I need to see its droppings, and then she finds out that the berries that are growing around it are not usually things they would eat, and so yeah, they're it was poisonous. Like, yeah, it was poisonous to them. And then she's like digging around, like arm deep in some poop with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the Malcolm's like, "Yeah, that'll, man, that looks great." <laughs> yeah, no, no. Malcolm has like a scene that always made me laugh when I was younger, where he looks at a, the giant mound. He's like, "No, that is a really big pile of shit." Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know why, but that always made Very me laugh. Like joke. every single time, it's just super silly. Right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much all. Was there any other things that kind of stood out to you? Like, do you feel like it ended well? Like to push it through into an another sequel i mean we've talked about jurassic park enough now and i think everyone has seen this movie yeah it's one of those so ones much. that like most people have seen but uh, this it, is like pacing is great yeah. it's got it's got great writing in it. it's got great action it's very entertaining the whole way through um and it's got a little bit of philosophy in there it's got you know it's got everything that you want from a movie basically and the raptors are terrifying too Hell yeah. it's a good warning for messing with genetics always um and just like advancements in technology and it's a lesson they never learn in the Jurassic well, Park movies, which well, is really funny. Yeah, well, here's a big part. Do you think that humans should play God? Uh, no, but it's always going to be cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, we're definitely never going to have a full understanding of what the fuck happened with that. But we're, like, on the verge of whatever Jurassic Park is, like, right now. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely about fucking ba- with it. Back fucking woolly mammoths and shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we should just you know bring back a woolly mammoth. I was like, I'm down. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, if it's gonna be in butt fuck fucking Russia. Well, no, these are like research centers like in the middle of like metropolitan areas. So it's like, oh, I don't know why they want to do stuff like that. Like maybe yeah, but then but then if you do it in the middle of the fucking Arctic, you have shit like the thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it's just like well, you know it won't work out well. Maybe um, make smaller ones. How about that? The thing I will say about Jurassic Park as a whole, there are some people who have experienced Jurassic Park, or sorry, Jurassic World and have lived. There, yeah. are, there are whole families that have had vacations at Jurassic World that's and great. lived. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's crazy because just on that day that we are introduced in that movie, that's just when it goes south. But there are whole families who have been had there a good and left. vacation yeah. and saw dinosaurs yeah because so, it, it had been running for a minute yeah hammond's hammond's idea does come true but like that was funny because so it was long. like a rich indian dude who shows up to like take over the park and like funds it. And he's super nice he's like yeah. i want everybody to enjoy what's going dude, on he here. gets such a fucking gnarly death too yeah, like really that the pterodactyl just spears him in the fucking heart yeah it's pretty fucking gnarly you should definitely go watch either one of those but yeah just jurassic park and into Jurassic World as a whole, they're just dumb, cheesy fun. And you you stay for the dinosaurs, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Jurassic Park should have just been a standalone film and would have be would function fine off of yeah. itself. It's it's actually really good and it surpasses its predecessors or its uh postdecessors. Yes, the movies that ca- it's sequels, it's a lot better than all of the sequels that came after. Oh it, yeah, for sure. Totally. But oh, I, yeah. I gotta say, like 
us being from San Diego, I will never forget fucking seeing a T-Rex fuck up San Diego. That was pretty funny, yeah. (laughs) That's true. You, like, know where everything is in that movie when you're watching it. (laughs) You're just like, oh, yeah, I know what street that is. So it was was interesting. They also have, like, the giant 76 ball, like, rolling around in that movie. So it was interesting. It's a good one. Um, But I think that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts before Larry go? Go read the book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Check out Jurassic Park. Who wrote the Park. book again? Michael Crichton. Okay. And then go check out Jurassic Park, the game by Telltale. And that has extra lore and right. extra fucking Go find a Chuck E. Cheese and play that old game. Yeah, do that too. <laughs> oh, I have one more final thought. There is a silly blooper in the beginning of the movie where John Hammond shows up to the site. And then he's going to start pouring champagne for all of them. And then... Um, he says, oh, I know my way around the kitchen and grabs a bunch of glasses when there are clearly wine glasses like right next to it that he just bypasses entirely. <laughs> I just felt that was funny and we're putting it in there. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. There's there's always weird moments like that where they include it. It's like how in like some of the Star Wars films, there's like obvious moments that were mistakes, but they just left it in. And they were just like, yeah, that works fine. So, but yeah, um, before I let everybody go... I just want to remind everybody we're super easy to find on all of the streaming services. So we're on all of the main ones. So we're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. And then if you're on Stitcher or CastBox, you can find us there as well. Um, but please leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts. It allows us to be seen more easily. And you can always contact us on all of the social medias as well. But thanks so much for coming out to talk about these two movies. I hope everyone has a good night. I'm Mitch. I'm Murph. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you.